Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Need more energy throughout the day? Looking for a kick to your workout? RockinThatIDLife.com has you covered with delicious flavors you've grown to love in tropical fruit and mixed berry, but now fall in love with the new fruit punch and orange flavors. Try them all at RockinThatIDLife.com. Realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage LLC makes the moving process easier. Work with a realtor who plays and studies the game and will work as hard as the boys on the ice to get you the best deal. Check out Mike on the web at strikewithmike.com and jumpstart your move today. That's strikewithmike.com. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a doink, bro. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Ogilvorp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Hey, Blues fans. I like to consider myself a friend of the show. This is TSN analyst and former Blues netminder Jamie McLennan. And here's Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Welcome to episode number 20 of season 11. This is episode number 396 all-time of the often-imitated, never-duplicated, This Show is So Fetch. We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. <laughs> Special thanks to our sponsors, rockin.idlife.com, strikewithmike.com, and centericebrewery.com for probably sponsoring the show. Please check them out. Also, don't forget to check out our t-shirt shop at letsgoblues.com for the very best in St. Louis Blues-themed t-shirts at a fair price. It is Wednesday, February 8th. We're live streaming on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter to interact with the show on social media. Our handle on all the socials is at LGB Radio. I'm Kurt Price, and my co-host for the big show tonight is Bill Day. Jeff Ponder is uh, spending some – he's uh, hes with some extended family tonight. Um, yeah. So they're going through some emotional stuff. So uh, we definitely send our positive thoughts to Jeff's family uh, right now. So, uh, And I'm sure he'd appreciate uh, our listeners uh, maybe doing the same. Yes, please send all the vibes. Yeah. Um, the agenda for tonight includes discussion about the St. Louis Blues roster and the pieces that could get traded at the deadline or before the deadline. Um, did Armstrong make a mistake by not offering Petrangelo the buyout-proof contract he demanded? We've talked about that a lot on the show. Uh, we'll touch on it again tonight. Um, or would it have mattered if he had offered it? Anyway, so we'll talk some prospect talk uh, and we'll uh, critique the All-Star Weekend. All that and more on this episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. What's up, Bill? With the Blues trending out of the playoffs, it's almost St. Louis City SC time, right? It, it is. You know, I, I I had mistakenly thought that today was the opener of the season, but I, I, I was think gonna... it was preseason. Yeah. Um, so, I think so my birthday, my birthday this year is uh, their first game at Austin. So I will, uh, I will be watching that. Um, if there's a blues game that night, I will watch the city game instead. <laughs> Ouch. So. Yeah. This, this is how it's going. 
Yes, yes. This right now, like I had this thought back in 2019 that this was probably how things were going to wind up in a couple of years. And at the time I was okay with it. And I, you know, I wouldn't give up what happened in 2019, but between the blues winning the cup and, um, you know, then I guess it was, uh, you know, Liverpool is having super success. Everybody was rolling 2019, 2020, very good. And right now, Everybody sucks. I don't want to watch any of my favorite sports teams. Montreal is in the shitter again. Just huh. no. I, I uh, kind of glad I don't have enough time to get pissed off all the time. Austin Lynch says it's cheaper to travel to Nashville for a St. Louis City game than uh, going St. Louis. I noticed that when I was looking at tickets and you see the prices of where they play elsewhere. It's so much cheaper elsewhere. You can go 15 bucks, 20 bucks elsewhere. Yeah, it'll be uh, that way in two years here. Well, that'd be great <laughs> because, you know, you see cheapest tickets, you know, 50, 60 bucks. Um, it's like, ooh, come on. It's, let's, uh, I, I get it. You know, the excitement, the first year team. Right. Um, and, and St. Louis is, you know, it, it has always been a hotbed of soccer. So, you know, right. just, you know, we, we, we had a, Pretty, you know, some pretty competitive indoor teams. The Steamers, the Ambush, the, the Storm. The Storm. I, I, I grew up huge Steamers fan. Just yeah, so used to love going to those games, and mm-hmm. they would throw, they would kick the little, uh, the the miniature balls up into the stands mm-hmm. for everybody. Yep, absolutely love that. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, Don Ebert, Ty Cacciatore, Daryl Duran, mm-hmm. Slobo Ilyevsky. Loved him. Uh, a friend of mine, I've said this on the show before, a friend of mine in uh, grade school, his sister dated Slobo for a while. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. He passed away a while, a little while back, yeah, didn't he? He did. Yeah. He did. I, think, I think we talked about it on the show, actually. Yeah, we were kind of surprised that he passed away, I think. Yeah, yeah it was fairly young. Yeah, I thought so. Um, Maybe Roman talk- Berkey will be the, this generation's Slobo Ilyevsky. That'd be, that'd be great. Just well, well, You know what? I think... He needs a nickname of Slobo because we have to call the goalie in St. Louis Slobo. Uh, all for it. <laughs> um, last week, uh, we kind of touched on uh, the movie Mean Girls, and I told Ponder I would watch it, and I did. And um, I'm going to critique it real quick. Um, it was okay. <laughs> have you seen it, Bill? You said you haven't. I've, I've seen bits and pieces of it. Okay. It, it was okay. Um not a great comedy. I this is me talking. I'm not trying to blanket statement everyone. Uh, had some funny, had some funny parts. Uh, not a movie I'd watch over and over. You know, it had some funny moments, but um, I know Ponder said it was his favorite comedy of all time. Whenever someone says it, I'm like, I gotta watch it. I gotta see it. Whatever it is, I gotta see it. Um, not 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 close to that level for me personally. Uh, and I went, <coughs> went through my list of movies that I have here. And uh, real quick, you know, I think I found, I'm not going to name them all off, 35, 35 comedies that I have that um, I would put above uh, <laughs> uh, Mean Girls. Dumb and Dumber, Airplane, uh, Anchorman, Big Lebowski, Blazing Saddles, Hangover, Caddyshack, Clerks, blah, 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 blah. You know, so many good ones. Vacation, Real Genius, Slapshot, um, Superbad, Three Amigos. Three Amigos. It was 
it, Julie was uh, we were talking on the phone yesterday she was watching it while working and I I got huh. I got some quotes from it so love it <laughs> so I, I, I did see that one in the theater as a 10 year old yeah thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen that point. I, th- I think I did too with the theater maybe Jeff and I saw it my cousin Jeff not Ponder yeah. uh, Tucker and Dale versus evil have you seen that <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, so it's such a such a great idea, and it pretty really well executed. If you if you if you haven't seen Tucker and Dale versus Evil, watch it. It is uh, probably not what you think it's going to be. <laughs> Although the yeah. title may hint, it's kind of a goofy title. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. I I was a little late to that show uh, when in when our group of friends. Uh, watched it but when i did i i yeah really really enjoyed it it's yeah it it, uh matt harris says mean girls is cinema at its finest you just don't understand true art kurt maybe that's the case so you used to work in a movie theater this may be a difficult question to process (laughs) on the spot but what is your all-time favorite movie all-time favorite movie uh, you know, I always say that when people ask me the, these kinds of questions, I always forget about Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Mm, yeah. As, as being, you know, definitely top five for me. Um, so hard to pick one, you know. But mm-hmm. I, I'd say maybe Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Um, maybe Back to the Future just because of nostalgia reasons for me. Yeah. Um, oh, God. I mean, there's so many it could be, right? Um, you know, I'll go, I'll go, um, I'll go. Um, oh, brother, Arthur. All right. Just because okay. I, I don't think many people pick that one. It's an, it's an excellent movie. It's it. It is well, Coen Brothers at yeah. at their you know at their finest. They they were really at their peak at that point. Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, Shawshank would be up there. My my all time favorite is a Coen Brothers too, and it's uh, Fargo. Ah, just so abs- good. Absolutely yeah. love that movie. So good. Another one that, you know, like I, I had seen Raising Arizona, but wasn't like blown away by it. And I, I saw uh, Fargo at the Kirkwood Cinema in uh, 97, I guess, 96, 97 when it was out. And mm-hmm. oh my God, that was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. I quote that movie front to back and just brilliant, brilliant movie. Winning Unlimited. TV series. TV uh-huh. series is good too. Winning Unlimited says all his all time favorite is uh, Matrix. That's a solid, good yep. choice. Uh, yep. Matt Harris, uh, Back to the Future is a solid candidate. That or Whiplash for me. Whiplash. Is that the Whiplash? What movie is that? The that's not the band. The drumming movie is it? Mm. The the with the, what's his name as the Nazi band director. Not Nazi, but I mean a strict. Um, I don't know. Tell us, tell us, Matt. I could once, I mean, we, once, once this catches up to us. Yeah. Um, I was right. Whiplash. Yeah, it is. It's about. Um, it, 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 that's an excellent movie. Um, saw it a long time ago. Uh, I guess back when it came on DVD. It's about a. a, a I guess I think it's a band. J.K. J.K. Simmons is on it. Ah, okay. Uh, Jazz band drummer movie, yes, that's what uh, Matt Harris says. Yeah, 
like a like a tyrant of a of a band leader. Um, yeah, and he didn't didn't he um, have serious consideration for uh, best actor? Wouldn't surprise that? me. He was very good in that movie. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, excellent choice. Excellent choice. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. Yes. Yep. More that girl. Amy says J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Good movie. Who will also sell you some farmer's insurance? Oh, right, right. We are farmers. Um, Matt Harris says with the guy from Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick is an excellent movie. If you haven't yes, seen that, is. that is a. I I was sh- shocked at how much I liked that movie. I thought they're oh they're making a sequel to Top Gun. I was like oh this could be bad. Yeah. Um, the exact opposite. I thought that was an excellent movie. One of my favorite yeah. movies of all time. Yeah, Tom Tom Cruise did not waste that movie. Nope. That's yeah, you know, for the the what thirty years leading up to it, that's all I worried about was you know they're they're just you know Tom Cruise is going to need to bake bank at some point, and he's just going to throw a movie together. But no, that that movie was so well done. Mm-hmm. You know, follows through like even the love interest is tied to the original movie, right? The mm-hmm. you know the the there was just a throw. You thought it was a throw throwaway line in the original movie about getting in trouble with uh admiral's daughter and mm-hmm. that turns out to be the love interest so right pretty cool uh office space princess uh, bride yeah you know i mean snatch oh, that's yeah yeah another another movie that when it is on like i uh, yeah. yeah yeah i i have to watch it all the way through <laughs> so many good brad pitt was so damn good in that movie yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Me, myself, and Irene, Napoleon Dynamite, Animal House. I'll stop. Yeah. There's, there's tons. I mean, tons of uh, fantastic movies. But you know, Mean Girls is probably, if I'm gonna put it, in my list of favorite comedies is probably in the fifties. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Maybe I have to watch it again. Yeah. Uh, official beers of episode number 396. You can follow each of us on the Untapped app. My handle is CPRICE12. Jeff is Jay Ponder94. And Bills is Billy Blue Note33. Um, I guess, uh, am I going first again? You're going first. All right. We haven't lost since you've gone first. That's true. <laughs> I'm going back to the stag. Stag beer, originally brewed in, I guess, Belleville, Illinois, one of the, one of the breweries. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I was gonna make jokes about you know this is the All Star Show so we get to you know kind of mail it in tonight so Stag feels like <laughs> yeah, mailing it in. yeah you know what I didn't feel like breaking out a an expensive beer you know I felt like drinking a dollar bottle of something <laughs> so yeah you know, that Stag it is there you go there you go I I did go the other way and keeping up my. Uh, my bad habit of not checking the ABV before pulling it out of the fridge. You do that a lot. I do. And this is uh Hubbard's cave. Mm-hmm. It's first time I'd ever heard of this brewery. They're, they're, they're a, I guess a brewing project. They don't have their own brewery. They brew out of a place called Unane in uh, Lyle, Illinois. Their so. label kind of looks like you described them. Yeah. yeah, it looks it looks um, uh, small operation, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's uh, just a you know aluminum can with a one one sticker on it that doesn't go the whole way around. So 
it's uh, but the beer is damn good this this is their uh french toast imperial stout nice and out of all the french toast beers i've had this is the closest to hitting the flavor of french toast it's very good 12 percent alcohol by volume uh i john lattice 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 is that a new listener have we had them on before i don't think so i haven't seen the name before <laughs> Uh, Deer Piss brewed right here on 17th Street, five minutes from my house. It's now Empire Stove Factory. Hmm. Stag. Is that what he's talking about? Yeah. Okay. Deer Piss. No, no, no. Oh, Deer Piss. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. I get it. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I beg to differ, John. Yeah, but he uh, says he used to steal beer out of their dumpsters as a kid. Oh, <laughs> well, so yeah. Beggars can't be choosers. Uh, Matt Harris says, I'm drinking Kachina Ale. Don't tell the blues. The Arizona reference. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, we are going to discuss the blues roster and uh, some likely trade chips off of that roster on the other side of this break. Uh, from our friends from Rockin' the ID Life, you're listening to Curtin Bill on Let's Go Blues Radio. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car. And the very next thing I do, I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of RockinThatIDLife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase one provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period two, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feelings of well-being which i need with the way i play in phase three i'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts this same triphasic approach helps me when i drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when i need it try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockin'thatidlife.com but make sure to email dustin at rockin'thatidlife at gmail.com and tell him let's go blues radio sent you to receive an additional 10 percent off your order that's rockin'thatidlife.com maybe we should take a triphasic approach with the uh roster and trade ship analysis here with you reuse words throughout the podcast you know from id life the triphasic um which I, I would, yeah i would yeah i would have to understand what triphasic means first in three phases in three phases in yeah. three okay phases. well this show is in three phases it is so, well it, it's well, kind four of in four now yeah, yeah but but yeah. after the last commercial it's all it's all crap right. <laughs> <laughs> um look at this it's 9 41 or two and we are already through the first uh break uh, on some nights we haven't even started yet that's damn straight yeah and and there was some complaining by a certain matt harris at the very beginning of the show about us not starting on time yeah yeah he always does that doesn't he He does he's 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 getting you know he he's working up the the jokes during the week and dropping them on us early in in his i mean in his his defense we usually are late so yeah we're always late i can't remember the last time we started at 9 14 9 15. uh we meant to start at 8 30 the last time we did that right (laughs) Uh, the uh, roster and the trade deadline. You want you want to hear something uh, depressing, guys? Uh, only five NHL teams 
have $5 million or more in cap space immediately available to them right now. So, and we're, and we're trying to move a couple of $7.5 million players. Um, or well, fans are trying to move them. We're not, we're not sure what Armstrong is doing quite yet. Uh, or what it's trying to do, but, uh, two $7.5 million players, uh, to be distributed amongst, you know, uh, right now, five teams that have $5 million more in cap space. Um, so, uh, yeah, and at, at two of those teams are in the central division, and interdivision trades aren't common for a reason. Add to that that one of our seven point five million dollar players has a full no trade clause and can simply say he doesn't want to go to a team that may want him. Add to that this year is a deep draft year, so teams are li- less likely than years past to trade away a first round draft pick that we may be asking for for these players. So think about all that on March third. Deadline day if O'Reilly and Tarasenko haven't been moved yet. So temporary expectations maybe on trading O'Reilly and Tarasenko and uh, and the return that uh, they may get. Just saying. That that yeah, that is very um sobering. I you know, I think that's probably the best word here is sobering to think that we we should be in a position of power. But it is it's not not shaping up too well. I I, I think uh, you know some of the names that we'll talk about uh, lower down on the list are going to be gone. Yeah, and uh, you know if I, if we if we wind up moving ninety one, it's it's not going to be the return that we should have gotten. Yeah, I mean it all, it all depends on how many teams are involved. You know, what's coming back the other way? Uh, teams are going to have to move salary to make room for some of these players. So, you know, and we'll have to take on some salary, maybe a three-way trade, whatever. You know, so um, it's going to be... This is the most interesting trade deadline period um, for the Blues in years. Um, you know, we had it uh, the year before the Cup run when Stasny was moved. Right. Um, that wasn't done. I mean, that was done at the deadline, but the blues were in a playoff spot when that happened. Right. Um, this year, you know, I, I, I said before, this is the earliest in a long time that I've, you know, accepted the fact, well, the probability the blues are not going to make the playoffs. Right. It would take a pretty substantial and miraculous run. Um, along with some teams helping out, right, to uh, for the Blues to get back in it. Right. Colorado would have to return to sucking pretty hard. Minnesota and Dallas are playing right now, and Dallas is winning, so I don't know. Minnesota could falter, but it's the the scenarios are are not very good. No, and and, and you know, and and the Blues made this bet. You know they. So inconsistent. Um, parts of their game were so bad um, for most of the season, um, most notably the defensive play. So, you know, you, you, you're they are where they should be, right? They're not. They're not where they. I mean, they. I think coming in this season, we thought they'd be better than this. Um, a lot of people thought it'd be a playoff team, whether it be a wild card or what have you. Um, but they're not anywhere close to how I thought they were going to be playing. Um, I know before the season, and I'll own up to it. I, I thought the defense was going to be a lot better than the season before. I thought there was gonna they were gonna you know have some more time to play together, gel together, 
Um, rebound from a poor last season. But no, no, they did not. Yeah, the we've we've covered it uh, uh, every almost every show this year. Just how disappointing the uh, defensive side of the game has been for this team, and you know, it, it, for a team that won the Stanley Cup on stellar defensive play mm-hmm. and you know timely goal scoring, they might still get the goal scoring, but there's no stellar defensive play to be found. Yeah, I'm not too concerned about the future of the the offense. Um, I'm concerned about the future of the defense um, for a, very, a number of reasons. So rebuild or retool, Bill, we've kind of touched on this a little bit. Um, Cause I mean, your thoughts on what this team is going to do, it can or can't do um, or what Armstrong's plans are. I mean, yeah. I think it's pretty obvious, right? Right. He's, he's said publicly that this city will not tolerate a total rebuild. So I I think it's, you know, and and I think he probably came into this year thinking, you know, that he, he might be able to, to trim some weight uh, like he did with the, um, the Stasny move that you alluded to, right. You know, he, he was uh, coming up at end of his contract and at that point it slotted himself into the third line center role. He might be able to do that with O'Reilly, um, but you know the the team that uh, people seem to to you know want to move O'Reilly to uh, is one of the teams at least is uh, uh, well Toronto who I don't how do they have any cap room right and then <laughs> they, they want everybody right then Colorado right yeah and that's that's the interdivisional move that just shouldn't happen. Yeah, I, I that's I, there's a lot of rumors to for O'Reilly to Colorado, and I, I don't think these rumors are based on anything other than the Avalanche could use him quite a bit. Right, and he and played there before. Yes, that's it. There's no, I, I I don't see Armstrong trading O'Reilly to the Avalanche unless he rips them off. Yeah, I, yeah. I there's you're not going to trade in your division uh, to a team that's good. Uh, when you want to be good, uh, right. you know, give them a good player for right. no, it's got to be a haul coming back the other way, and, and they're not going right. to give you a haul. So. No, no, they they might uh, they might say, you know what, we've got up on Sam Gerard, we've got this, you know, Bull Byram that's going to be our number three defenseman, um, so we'll give you Sam Gerard, and you know, that's you know, just uh, Scott Perunovich a couple years older, I think, at this point, so. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not too familiar with uh, with Colorado's depth, although I should be because that's all they played in first half of the season with all the injuries they had. <laughs> so I, I don't right, know. Right, no I, kidding. Uh, yeah, and I'll say the first time I saw that, uh, that floated around was a, a pretty bad article by Eric Duhacek that was, you know, the premise was basically, um, you know, uh, I forget, was it uh, unlikely trades, something like that. And right. it, it was basically, to me, it felt like a fluff piece, you know, something that he was, his bosses told him, write something kind of fun. And, you know, it was like, you know, the, the scenario was O'Reilly going back. I think it was maybe it was um, you know reuniting uh, players together, and you know O'Reilly going back to to Colorado. But 
yeah at, at the time i thought it was absurd and i i just don't think it's a realistic thing well i hope it but, isn't so while we're talking about o'reilly uh he's the best center available now that bo horvat has been traded so he's and he's the opposite of tarasenko in his comments right he's been vocal about wanting to stay with the blues and willing to take less to make it work here uh but everyone seems to think he'll be moved uh, Colorado is uh, talked about because they do need a second line center. Um, like we talked, I don't think that he's, he's going to go there. Um, according to some, some potential suitors, uh, other teams for O'Reilly, the Maple Leafs, uh, the Devils, the Sabres, and the yeah. Sabres. I, 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 O'Reilly can't veto any trade, um, but. I can you imagine him getting sent back to the Sabers? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. A team I, he did I, not want to be on at all a few years right, ago. Right. Right. And I, I think Jack Eichel probably had a lot to do with that. Um, just the 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 culture that grew up around Eichel. Um, you know, being the you know the the future and and him demanding out a couple of years later. Um, I. I I think that's more likely than um, than him going to Colorado, but that that would kind of, that, it would be bizarre to to see him back there. But yep, yeah, yeah uh, let's let's see if Doug can pull off the magic and and do what Matt Harris says. Yeah, right. O'Reilly for Tage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I that I mean, well, first of all, you know, Buffalo's not doing that ever. Yeah, um, no. but. Yeah, that's I, I um I, some people want are thinking, oh, O'Reilly, you could trade him away, and then he could resign here in the offseason, which is certainly possible. But you know, some teams may want to trade and sign, you know, mm-hmm. O'Reilly, which happens a lot nowadays, a lot more than it used to, I guess. Um, and uh, so so there's that, and uh, so I, I, I guess Kachuk did that, and Waite did that. Um, was it back to back years or in three years? That span? was the same year. Same year. That was the yeah. same year. That was uh, when yeah. Carolina won the cup. So, wait, yeah. wait was the winner, and uh, Kachuk got to play in Atlanta and knock it out of the first round. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah, I mean, if if you had to guess where O'Reilly would end up here, Buffalo, Colorado, um, Toronto, New Jersey. Um, probably, probably out of those places, I would say, um, and I haven't, I haven't looked at their, uh, at cap space or anything like that, but I would say, um, probably Jersey. Yeah. I was thinking Jersey too, but I just kind of, I kind of wanted to say Toronto just to, just to, you know, create an anarchy situation where Toronto is going after the big names again. Oh, we have we have a penalty shot. Oh, is it who is that? Thompson? Um, no, Robert, Robert Robertson? No, uh, Fox. Roddick Fox. Yeah, Fox. Gets taken down on a breakaway. Got a shot off, but they're going to give him the penalty shot anyway. Wow, he's he's got a nose that's been in a bunch of fights. <laughs> Fox. Yeah, I mean he's been around for a while at this point. He's got uh, his nose goes in two different directions. It goes out and then it goes straight down. <laughs> So yeah, we want to pause the show while we uh, watch him come yeah. in across the blue line, top of the circle. Oh, he opened, oh, he had it. He opened him up, but didn't it beat looked, the stick. Yeah, good he, stick was, positioning there. 
there was five hole there. If he gets that about six inches off the ground, that might go in. Yeah. Let's see it on the replay here. Forehand, backhand, five holes open, tries to slide it through on the backhand. Yeah, that's oh, good stick. Good that stick. That is great stick. Stick save. Stick yeah, save and a beauty. Yeah, and a beauty. Yeah. Gustafson. <clears throat> uh Tarasenko. Uh, comments uh, he made during the All-Star uh, weekend to Jim Rutherford during the uh, interview session. Uh, has he thought about this possibly being the last time he represents the Blues on the big stage? And he responded, yes, obviously yes, because even Vladdy doesn't know the future of Vladdy. Uh, there is only one guy who knows more than me, and his name is Doug Armstrong. I think that's the guy who you should talk about my future with the Blues. So Vladdy should know the future of Vladdy because he has a full no trade clause. He can pretty much say, I'm going to be here or I'm not. Right. Uh, so he has a say in where he goes. Yeah. Um, I, his comments anymore are just so cold and, and sad. Yeah. You know, no, to, to me, it's all fuck you, Doug Armstrong. I hate you. Maybe. Like, but maybe he's just, I mean, do you think he hates Armstrong? Or you think he, I do. I do. I, you, so you think Armstrong? You think Armstrong had to say so? Armstrong had to say in his shoulder surgery, or you know, talked him into because that's this is what it all apparently stems from, is right. rumors on it anyway. Nothing, right. none of this has been like like you know, cooperated, but it's 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 because of his shoulder surgery issues and the the, the botch surgeries and right and I, uh, I think Vladdy has resentment that things got public. I, I don't think he was responsible for things going public and he feels that uh, the blues did that. Hmm. It's been a, it's been a couple of years. You think it would, somebody could say something to smooth things over. Yeah. If even, if you even want him anymore, would you, would you want the blues to try and sign him? Mm, yeah. Like, like if, like if he was open to coming back, would you want Armstrong to try and sign him? At this point, no, because we need the cap space. Because yeah, I, of the, the dumb moves that he's made on defense. Because you're not going to ask Vladdy to take a discount, right? He's still he's still pumping in the goals at this point in his career. Maybe take a little shave, but I think you can get a better shave from O'Reilly. Well, I, oh, O'Reilly's come out and said so. So, right. <clears throat> so yeah, I mean that's I, how much I have no idea because he makes seven and a half now. You know how much is a team filling discount five? Is that yeah. five and a half? Well, I mean, sure, surely it, whatever he gets from someone else, if he signs somewhere else, it's going to be less than seven and a half. He's not getting a raise anywhere, I don't think. No, there's, I, we talked about it earlier in the season. I, and I said, I thought, I thought a like a, a structured contract, a three year deal, five and a half, four and a half, four could be good for the team and good for him and might work. Um, but I, I don't know. I, this team's going to look really, if we move Tarasenko and O'Reilly, mm-hmm. I mean, this team is going to be, I mean, right. Right. If it's, it wasn't a shell of its former self before you know, right. this season, it, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, a brand new team from four right. years ago. Because it's clear. It's Thompson. Sorry, Thompson. <laughs> Thomas, huh. Robert Thomas, and Jordan Cairo are the future of this team, yep. and they are clearly not leaders yet. You know, Braden Shen is. You know, if O'Reilly leaves, Braden Shen is the guy, right? He's he's, he's the, the captain. captain. Sure. Um, you know, it, it's 
the problem with this team, and we've covered it all year, it's the defense, right? We have too much money tied up in a mediocre defense. Um, and that's what's depressing. It, right. It's it's we're having to, we're having to say goodbye to the you know the guy that we watched go from you know he fell down the draft board because people were convinced he wouldn't come here. He was a steal in the draft. He was we were so hyped. First game comes in two goals against Detroit coming out of lockout. Yeah, and he's just he grew up. He won a cup here. And we're going to say goodbye to him because we're handcuffed because our defense is overpaid and underperforming. Yeah. I, I hate wonder, that narrative. Well, you know what? Honestly, though, I mean, he wants out anyway. So, you know, I mean, even if we had cap space and right. weren't handcuffed <laughs> by the defense, maybe he'd want out anyway. Because, I mean, that... Right. So. right. I think there is... There is bad blood between him, and I think that was pretty damn apparent in that interview yeah. with Jr. Well, and anytime he talks about it anymore, if he talks about it at all, I was shocked that he answered what he did. He didn't answer right. very much. No, but he, but, he, but he did answer in the Ricky Henderson sense. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know it's so weird. Uh, but yeah, he's so it's so cold and sad. It's like he he just wants out, knows he's leaving, and he just doesn't yeah, want to really talk about it. Right there, there was a certain amount of inevitability. Uh, to to that interview, um, the the weight of the interview at least, it's the, it's a matter of time. He was also asked. There's been uncertainty in the past eighteen months as to whether Tarasenko still wants the Blues to honor his trade request or whether it has been rescinded. And when given the opportunity to clear that up Thursday, he politely declined. Uh, and he said, "With all respect, no response on this one. I'm not going to say anything." So I think that says it all, right? Yeah. I mean. He just doesn't. Right. I mean, it, that's, well, that's, I think I I think that's that's kind of where I you know furthered my conclusion that he is he is there's animosity from him, you know that that it wasn't him that made it known that he had made a trade request, right? He's he's pissed that that ever got out, and he doesn't want to talk about it. You know, but this this is this is gonna. I mean, I wonder how much this is gonna tarnish his legacy here. It's gonna it's gonna hurt it some. Uh, because there's bad blood, you know, and, and, and fans, you know, they, they want to love players so much, but they're fans of the team, you know, players come and go. And when players leave, when there's some bad blood, granted, Tarasenko is trying to be respectful, I guess, and not say much of anything. So there's that he could make it worse by talking actually. Um, I don't know. I, I wonder how this is going to affect his, uh, affect his legacy. I, I used to be a huge Tarasenko fan, but I've just found myself uh, unknowingly. It's just happened. Um, not caring if he stays now. Right. It's, I, it, it, it feels to me, it, it's like, you know, it, when Petrangelo left, that was like the last big hope. And, and, and I'll go back, I'll go to a different sport here for a second. When Pujols left, that was like, how can you let that happen? There are still players in this world that should play their entire career for one team. And when that ship sailed, I gave yeah. up on it as an idea yeah. in, in any sport. And so that's kind of the, the frame of reference I'm coming from with Tarasenko. There's just, there's been this inevitability. We're, we're getting there. Um, you know, it, it's, 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 it sucks um, that that we care so little at this point, right? It, yeah. there, it's just it's apathy. 
um, you know, it, it, well, I, I'm all, I should say I am almost to the point of apathetic about it. Right. It, it's, it feels like it's, it's a foregone conclusion and I'm, I'm okay almost, with it. I'm almost dreading, you know, him leaving and then coming back and then we get the whole, you know, video tribute to him and the standing ovation. And, and then he's going to talk so nice about the fans and he's interviewed after the game. And I just thought, it's like, you know, we've done this so many times with players. I'm just tired of it. <laughs> right. I just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Um, but it's going to happen I, and it has to, but still, um, Matt Harris says, uh, I hate to see where it's gotten with Tarasenko, but the thing is I can't blame him for wanting out and for his frustration. And that's part of the thing with me too. I don't blame him a whole lot, but, uh, but we don't know. I mean, everyone's been so tight lipped about, about it. And they, they say it was because of this, the bot shoulder surgeries and the, and like you said, Bill, maybe it's because the info just got out. Um, but, you know, no one's talking about it really. Tarasenko doesn't. We didn't know for a while. There was rumors that it was rescinded, um, that, that he didn't want to be traded anymore. Um, I think that came during last season when he was having a really good season and he looked happy. I think people right. just assumed it was it was such a weird situation because no one's talking. Everyone's drawing conclusions and making assumptions and and making up stories and filling in the blanks, and uh, no one really knows anything. Um, right. I, I I don't know. I I kind of feel like if if this were you know a, a hotter you know media market uh, that it would have never died down. Right. right. He'd have been asked but, about it constantly. But in in you know why why I would tend to to you know err on the side of Laddie in terms of him not being him and his camp not being the leakers. The Blues have always tried to control the media the media narrative and you know it i i don't know i i don't recall where it came out first but you know the, the blues generally keep very tight on the information that gets public and mm -hmm. yeah it, it's to me it armstrong is, is, right? armstrong is very consistent about that right it's suspect you know that things came out like this but yeah um, maybe, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was Vladdy's camp that tried to make it, um, make it a thing, and you know Armstrong just shut it down and and had the the, you know the the very tight ship on that. I don't know. I John Lattis says uh, he wants out. You can see it in his All Star game play. We're gonna judge people by an All Star game play though. <laughs> everyone's because like, he tried. Everyone's like, oh, he had four points that right. one game, the first game. Right, he got he got him but, to the championship game, right? And then yeah, yeah, helped him. Yeah, and then and then had a goose egg. Um, I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens. I I I, I kind of want both Tarasenko and O'Reilly to be traded. Um, Tarasenko, um, Carolina, the Rangers. You know, in Carolina, Pacioretty's hurt. They need a guy. They need a top six guy. Rangers. They need a top six guy so they can keep their uh, word is they need a top six guy so they can keep their top line together and move Goodrow down to the fourth line. So they'd want Tarasenko for that. Um, other potential suitors for Tarasenko are rumored to be the Devils, the Capitals, and the Oilers. Capitals, I'm sure he'd love to go to Washington. Yeah. Two places I think I could see. Well, three. there are three places that I think he maybe four. 
four places he would be happy, happy to wind up. Rangers with Panarin. Yeah. Right? That that's kind of been the rumor for, for yeah. a year or two. Um, you know, Carolina, um, you know, they've got some really damn good talent, you know, probably get along really really well with Svechnikov. Um you know, the Florida, they're eh, maybe they're not making the playoffs, but I, I have a feeling that he likes life in Miami. Yeah, he's got a house down there, right? right? And he? I yeah, he, he does. Yeah. He does. He's so. he. This this off season was the first time that he, you know, that it was really widely reported that he mm-hmm. spent a lot of time in Miami. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, I, the Capitals, you know, a chance to play with Ovechkin. You know, because it's you know he's gonna be a rental. I think. I don't think oh, he's gonna go somewhere, and he's gonna be the guy there. Yeah, unless unless he gets traded to somewhere he really wants to be, which is possible. But yeah, I, right. I agree with you. Which that that might be the Florida scenario. Could be the Florida scenario. Could be Washington with with uh, Ovechkin. He might want to be there for you know next couple of years when he's breaking the record. Um, who knows? But, but would Ovechkin want him there to take away goals from his record? I don't yeah, Ter- I don't think Tarasenko's you know Tarasenko's a twenty five goal guy, right? In the twenty twenty five thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, you know. I don't know. I Tarasenko probably su- uh, set him up the way he works. And uh John Lotta says you can just tell his time is over. I agree with Tarasenko. Just, there's something about his play this season, uh, especially coming back from his last injury this season. He can hit the broad side of a barn. Yeah. He is shooting he's I mean, it's he's been he's been he has been off the mark. Uh, with his uh, with his shots, um, Barbashev is another guy who's been rumored uh, heavily. Um, I, I he'd be a solid depth guy on any team. Uh, and to be honest, this is one of the guys I think for sure is getting traded. At, unless Armstrong want, is going to resign him, I think he's getting moved for sure. He's a guy that's he's pretty cheap. Two makes two million something. Was he making? He makes. Uh, Two point two five, so he's not that expensive, um, and he's a very good depth player. He's the kind of guy a uh, a cup contender adds as a as a good depth guy on their roster. It's hard to move big dollar guys, but guys like Barbashev who can be very helpful. Uh, the third line, that's I think he's a, he's a perfect him and Achari. I think are perfect candidates to be traded. Because they're they're not expensive, and they're playing well. Achari's having a good year. Barbershop yeah. not so much, but Achari is having a good year. So I mean, he's cheaper than Barbershop, like half the price, I think. So, um, I I think he's getting moved for sure too. If he doesn't, that's I, I don't I don't I don't see Achari. I mean, again, unless Armstrong wants to resign Achari, right? I think he, gets he extends him. Yeah, you know, I could see a scenario where he sends Barbershop out and then extends. Uh, Achari with the money, right? Because I, I think this is a prove it year for Achari coming back from the pec injury, mm-hmm. and he's definitely proven himself to still be a high quality NHL player, somebody who can still make an impact. So, you know, if Armstrong wants to keep him around, maybe he deals Barbie and takes some of that cash and gives it to gives uh, Achari a little bit of a raise for two years or so. Uh, what are you thinking for? I'm thinking like Barbashev. I think Barbashev would get a second round pick, don't you? Um, it's it's gonna be such a tight market, right? Um, what what was Horvat's return? It was oh, Bovillier, God. a first, 
and um, another really good prospect, right? So, but but Horvat's still the right side of thirty. Uh, for um, uh, uh, and uh, how do you pronounce it? Ready, Etu ready, and a conditional yeah. first round pick. Yeah, Pavilier so, ready, and a, and a first round pick in the twenty three draft. Right, so conditional first round. Right, that <coughs> people like to to say, you know, that that's the you know the, the first trade it sets the market. I don't know that that's the case this year because Horvat's still in his prime. Right, he's the yeah. right side of thirty, and Vancouver, Vancouver, just that, that whole thing needs to be blown up. So he didn't um, get it. I mean, he didn't get he didn't get a ton. But Beauvillier is a damn good player. Yeah, I mean, right? yeah, yeah, but I mean, I think Horvat's the Horvat's the. I mean, of the two, right packages, he's, Horvat's the better get. Right. So I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the first round pick. You know, that depends on where. That could be something too. So. Holy jumping! Darren Peng's in the studio tonight. TNT. Yeah, he is. Wow, how about that? I guess the uh, the regular crew, uh, Bissonette and uh, uh, well, Tocket's gone now, so they're trying other people yeah. out. So they got uh, Keith Yandel. Is that Yandel? Okay. Yeah, it's Keith Yandel, um, Anson Carter, um, yeah. and Panger. So yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm a... thinking. I'm thinking Bissonette's still, you know, drunk or recovering from <laughs> the All Star Week. <laughs> um, so uh, potential suitors are rumored for Barbashev are Pittsburgh, Colorado, the Rangers, um, and Achari. They got uh, Toronto, Washington, and Boston. Yeah, Boston uh, makes too much sense because you know. Yeah, he's, he's what a trip, it. and yeah, 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 right. He's yeah, he's he's a Rhode Island guy, so you know he's he's right down the road. How funny um, would it be for him to go back on the Bruins and then they get back to the Cup final this season? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Something tells me Toronto beats them this year. I, you know what? Um, I, I think my rooting interest uh, involves whoever's playing Boston. Yeah, that's. They were talking. I think it was on ESPN Radio today in St. Louis. Um, about how uh, they were they were going to root for Boston because of uh, coach, and I was like Jim Montgomery. Yeah, Montgomery. I'm like, I don't give a fuck who is coaching the Bruins. I'm never rooting for the Bruins no. ever, 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 ever. No. No. Golly, I think oh, it was BK and Ferrari. I'm like, dude, guys, shut up. Root for Boston? Who? No. That's I don't care who's I don't care if Montgomery's a is coaching them. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, Bruins, John. Man. Yeah, John Lattis says he's a fan of the Rags. Um, I, I that's 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 a pretty damn good team, I think. Yeah, right. And yeah. It, it feels like they're one piece away from it. It you know it feels like their their defense is uh, you know Adam Fox and then everybody else. Um, but mm-hmm. Igor Shesterkin, God, that guy's put up some great seasons. Um, but some of the young talent they have on that team from Capococco, one of my favorite names in the NHL, <laughs> um, uh, Alexi Lafreniere, uh, Philip Cheadle. Um, there's Cheadle, right? Cheadle. I said that wrong. But they're, they are a really good team, and I would love to see them go all in and, and make a push if the Blues aren't there. Um, 
you know, obviously neither of my my teams are looking like they're going to get there this year. Um, but the one thing I would really love to see uh, is <coughs> Toronto and Boston in the second round and Toronto finally takes them down only to lose in the third round. Yeah, I um, I kind of do want Toronto to – Toronto is just like a, 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 a fun pet project for me as far as my rooting interest goes. Yeah, I, I, I just enjoy – watching them knowing that they're going to lose mm-hmm. and I'm just like, who are they going to lose to? Which round will it be? And then I get to, you know, see the, the epic meltdowns by people um, who are expecting the cup every year. And they just, they, I mean, they last time they won the cup was before expansion. At 67. So, yeah. The, the last year before expansion. So yep. <laughs> six teams in the league. It's been a long time. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. And you know what? I don't hate ball. I don't hate Toronto like a lot of people do. I don't. I don't hate the Maple Leafs. I, if they were to go to the Cup final against Colorado, I'm a Leafs fan. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm uh, I'm anti Boston more than yeah. anything. Anyone but Boston, I would root for the Avalanche over Boston. I think, um, even yeah. though it's that's a tight race. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, with with Kadri gone from Colorado it's a little easier to root for them. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. That's true. And you know, that some of the players that we had, you know, absolutely had no respect for Grubauer the year before Kadri last year. Right. You know, very true. I don't know. Yeah. It's it. Colorado is going to be a scary team down the stretch. If they can get their shit together. I mean, they're kind of, I mean, they, they, they'll go on a run and they'll struggle. Right. Um, and all they have to do is hit it at the right time at the end of the season. Yeah. I mean, easier said than done. Right, we yeah. we thought that during the bubble. Oh, well, the Blues will pick it back up. No, yeah. Uh, God, that sucked. That sucked so bad. Um. All right. So after this break, uh, from strikewithmike.com, we will discuss the Blues' uh, top prospects, uh, and we'll talk some Blues defense, um, and we'll also critique the All Star Weekend. Uh, this is Let's Go Blues Radio. During the magical 2019 playoff run, I was in the midst of buying my current home. Every time I spoke with my realtor, obviously, home buying was the discussion. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't stop thinking about what was destined to happen for our St. Louis hockey team. If only there were a realtor who could have walked me through the process, held my hand when needed, but was there to be a sounding board when I wanted to complain about a certain hand pass goal. Let realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage be that for you. He'll have your needs top of mind as he skates you through the home buying or selling process, dangling you past any obstacles, and assisting on all your home goals. Check out strikewithmike.com for more information or give him a call directly at 314-753-4060. That's Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage at strikewithmike.com, and that number again is 314-753-4060. Don't forget to tell Mike that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. Uh, Matt Harris says uh, he heard Pang say fuck after the Yotes game. That was wild. You know, that's why he says holy jumping, right, Matt? Because he he cussed on the air one time back in the day, and he he trained himself to say holy jumping instead of holy shit. <laughs> did, did you see the interview he did uh, with Frank Cusimano two weeks ago on Sports Plus? It was that uh, the rapid fire thing that Frank does. Uh-uh. 
and he asked him what his uh, most most embarrassing moment was on air and he told the story about it they actually played this on channel five on a sunday night at 10 30 i thought it was hilarious but told a story about doing a colorado game and uh i think it was colorado and detroit and um the he redid the line from his his uh uh commentary and it was somebody beat somebody off oh wow (laughs) and i'm like oh that is that's classic i i kind of vaguely remember that but uh yeah that he he repeated it word by word and the fact that they put that on channel five in 2023 was just awesome to me apparently pang has got a mouth on him yeah he's he's quite the uh he's got quite the potty mouth Right, he's confrontational too. Confrontational. He's a little guy with gumption. Yes, he is. Um, yeah, um, confronted me <laughs> about golly, how long was that? Seven or eight years ago. Yeah. Um, when I no, it was when no, it wasn't that long ago. No, it was five, 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 four, five, five years, six ago. years ago. Yeah, uh, Nathan. Uh, when uh, was it Nathan Walker? Yeah. Uh, his first stint with the Blues was playing really oh, well, yeah, yeah. scored a few goals. That was that was two years ago. That was just two years ago. Yeah, Walker really? hasn't been around that long. Okay, two three years. Okay, but I, he had he was with the Blues and, he, and then he and then he went down and came back up a year or two later. Right. Anyway, anyway, uh, he um, <laughs> he said on the air after the game, interviewed him out, and he just asked me if he was going to get a. A Foster's Lager, um, right? To celebrate, and because he's Australian, and um, there was some talk online about how is that racist, <laughs> or is that you know is that appropriate, insensitive? I guess right. you know if he was Mexican, would you ask him he's going out to Taco Bell to celebrate? Um, that and so that that was discussion was had, and I and uh, somebody said it was lazy journalism, and I. At the, and I was talking with this guy, and I agreed with him, and then Pang jumped in. <laughs> no, he, he texted me. Oh. Uh, got my number from Kerber, and he texted oh, me. Oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. He texted me, and I was like, who is this? This isn't Pang. And it was. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and it was, I was like, I, it was, it was taken out of context a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I was like, you know, I didn't mean anything by it, and I apologize, but... So he was, yeah, and he he was very, you know, he defended how hard he works, and he does. He's a hard worker. Um, he prepares for every game very well. Is, you know, there's nothing lazy about his game. I just it was, it was a kind of a misunderstanding, and I, you know, agreed with somebody I probably shouldn't have on that. So, yeah. But it was it was more it was I mean it's funny now to look back on. By the time I was like, God damn it, this pissed off Pang. You got a nasty text mm-hmm. from him. So, anyway. And he's bringing it to the people right now. He is. He's he's a hand uh, animation and everything, just like uh, Trump Jr. Just hands over the place. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, okay. So Mikola has also been rumored to have been on the on the block or possibly to be traded. Um. Not sure what he could fetch. Probably not a whole lot. Maybe a fourth round pick. Maybe. Uh, if the Blues are looking to change up the defense. Uh, Mikla is kind of one of those guys, one of those pieces they could actually move uh, to bring in somebody else. Uh, and it'd be a nice depth move for somebody. Maybe a team as a seventh defenseman, kind of like how the Blues use him now. Um, 
you know, and because teams are always looking for depth defensemen coming to the playoffs, contenders, because injuries happen. So he'd be a guy that could fill in nicely. Um, yeah, the the only team I've I've heard with interest, and in, you know, not that I'm out there scouring every day. I'm I'm not trying to be an insider um, like some people that we associate with around these parts. Um, but the Oilers, that's that's the name that I've I've heard in in the national media circles. <coughs> I tend to get my information from the, uh, I think this was a, um, hockey writers article. I think I got this from, uh, the potential suitors for Mikola, um, Los Angeles Kings, Boston Bruins, Toronto Maple Leafs. So, but Edmonton, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I think, um, I want to say Edmondson was linked to Edmonton maybe too. Yeah. Someone's looking yeah. at him. So, well, you know, he, he was uh, he was passed over for the captainship in Montreal. So, had he been made captain, I think it's a sh- a sure deal because they yeah. think we're back to that point. You're captain in Montreal. You're getting traded. <laughs> started with uh, it started with uh, was it Guy Carboneau? And uh, yeah, it, it went. Uh, it was like Carbon or maybe it was Muller, Muller, Carboneau, Turgeon, Keen. All captains, all gone. Uh, Matt Harris says, I don't see the point in losing Miko, uh, Nico Mikola. <laughs> uh, he feels like uh, one of the 2D that show up most nights. Um, you know, I think Mikola has kind of been up and down. Um, I generally like Mikola's potential and how he plays. And, you know, he's one of those guys, you know, this team lacks team toughness and he's one of those guys he's a bigger guy plays physical he has fought before um he's he's a guy that that you know you may want to keep just to maintain some i mean to have somebody right. that you can put out he, there as a, as a physical player right he he competes right he tries he, that is the one thing that you cannot say about him he might not have a super high hockey iq but he tries every game. You notice him every game, and usually not just because he made a bad defensive turnover, but he's he's always trying to impact the play, and you can't always say that about 55 and other defensemen on this uh, team. John Lattis says uh, we're missing Dunn in that uh, spot as a 3-4 to four defenseman. Um, Dunn's been getting a lot of uh, conversation online lately. Um because the advanced stats love Vince Dunn, and they've always so, loved him. We talked about it last week, right? yeah. When he was here, the advanced stats said he was he was fantastic. Um, yeah. Problem with Vince Dunn is that he's not a good defensive defenseman. He's not good in his own zone uh, defensively. That's that's always been the problem with Dunn. That was even the problem when we played him this season. You know, he, he, there was a, a goal or two Blue scored where Dunn was like, oh, you know, Dunn uh, missed an assignment there. Yeah. Um, I, I love yeah. I love watching Vince Dunn. Dunn was fun to watch play. I liked watching him play. But he was frustrating uh, in our own zone. So I don't, I don't know if Dunn would help this team situation because our problem is our own zone play in our defensive zone, and I don't think Dunn helps us any there. Yeah. Unless you're talking transition, then that's you know, maybe it's better. But um, yeah, I guess uh, yeah, he likes he likes Dunn. Didn't like that he was exposed. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, the the biggest gripe we've had about the the composition of this defense is the extension for Pareko, 
right? That just he and he's not going to live up to it. We have forever with him and the opportunity to see if he would, you know, get taken in the, in the expansion draft. You know, that that was kind of one of the things that could have happened and, and didn't. And I don't know. Um, it's it's one of those things I think right now that we can say with hindsight, yeah, maybe we should have exposed Pareko, but then again, maybe we can bring in a competent defensive coach and get Pareko back on track. Right. We talked about it last week. Larry Robinson left and Pareko went to shit. And and there's a lot of, a lot of moving pieces there. Right. You know, Bowman's leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Pareko leaving. Right. Um, but but even, you know, think back when Scandella got here, those first like six games before the, the season got shut down, Scandella and Pareko looked like they had played with each other for years and looked really good as the shutdown guy. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the bubble and, and they <coughs> couldn't replicate it. That sucked because the boat that I mean, you're, we were off for weeks. Mm-hmm. It was. It was. How long was it? A month and a half. It was a while. Uh, yeah. I mean, what we we were still playing hockey in August, so yeah. it was two months, I think. It was. It was bad. I mean, and th- we just could not. I mean, the Blues looked like a shell of them former their former selves. It was. That was just that bad. Best record in the West at the shutdown. You know, Colorado's nipping on our heels, but still, uh, they were they were playing well and just a different team in the bubble. Um, so Krug, Falk, Pareko, and Letty, uh, they're going to be on the team next season. I, I, I think people need to accept that. I, I, I mean, as, as much as, as some people want to trade Krug or want to trade Pareko, um, you know, they have no trade clauses and they have to waive them. So I don't think you can't expect or hope, I guess you can hope, but you can't expect, you know, one of those guys to be traded. Um, they're just, I mean, they're, it's not realistic. Um, it's very likely they're going to be on the team next season. We don't. We don't have a number one defenseman. There isn't going to be a number one defenseman able to get either. So this is kind of the defense we're going to have next season. There, I, I don't. You know, I, I'd love for that to be different, um, but we're going to have those four guys: Krug, Falk, Pareko, and Letty, and then, you know, uh, Bertuzzo, um, maybe Mikola if he's still here. Uh, Rosen, I hope Rosen plays more. I like Rosen. Um, be nice he's, if he could get some more ice time. He's been the the bright spot on this D, right? Making us all uh, reminisce for Boom Boom, right? right? The the unheralded Swedish number six defenseman on the team. Love it. He he's he's brought a lot to this team this year, and probably you know if you know if we looked at the advanced stats, he would be a leader on this team. Uh, John Lattis is contributing quite a bit to the show tonight. Uh, he uh, he says uh, you have to draft a number one defenseman. It's you're not wrong uh, unless you know you're Vegas and you can sign Petrangelo. Uh, right. You, you you it's hard it's hard to sign a number one defenseman. Teams just don't let them go. Um, right. Unless you lose. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And which you know we can. Right. W- w- nice little segue. Right. Uh, w- while those okay, so those who are paying attention understand why Petrangelo left. But should Armstrong have given Petrangelo what he wanted to stay? Should he have given him the 
buyout proof contract that Vegas gave him. Mm. Um, at, at hindsight is 2020. Obviously, right. we need desperately a number one defenseman, and you know right. it, it it would have taken 800,000 more a season, a much bigger signing bonus over uh, many years, and a uh, full no trade clause. If there's one guy in the history of the organization that deserved it, it was him, the captain of your Stanley Cup winning team. I would have loved for the Blues. To, I've said that at the time. I, I would love, I would love for Petrangelo to come back um, and and sign. But things got messy. Things got weird. Um, and he actually he left for not a whole lot more. You know, it was eight hundred thousand more per season if, if you believe the mm-hmm. eight million eight years uh, that the Blues offered him. He left for eight. He he signed for eight million eight hundred thousand in Vegas, and got a bigger signing bonus, and got the full no trade clause except for his last season. I think it is. So it's buyout proof up until the final season, and even then he's got a big signing bonus, so they're not going to buy him out. Yeah. Um, so I and I understood why and, and and Armstrong was open and by he doesn't give those kinds of contracts, um, you know and. You know, part of me blames Armstrong. Part of me blames Petrangelo for, you know, leaving over what wasn't a whole lot of extra stuff. I, I mean, he's, but you know, and then part of me blames Armstrong for not going the extra mile to sign him. Um, but then again, at the time, at the time, you know, we signed Krug, and it's like, well, that was a very nice consolation prize, Krug, um, and. Pareko was supposed to be the number one in waiting. So that was the plan. The plan didn't work. It hasn't worked. So I, I was on board with it. If we weren't going to sign Petrangelo, I think we went the next best possible route. I think Krug was the best available guy to get. So right. we got him. The, the narrative felt really good at the time. It did at the time. You know, because but, Pareko was the other part of that equation, right? The unspoken part of that right. equation, right? He's our burgeoning number one guy. And it's mm-hmm. like, eh, maybe he shouldn't be in our top four. And, you know, in Matt Harris. And Matt Harris said uh, he thought Armstrong was expecting Petrangelo to seriously regress. He did that next season. Right. He didn't have a very good next season. Right. And, and he was hot and cold here. Right. Yeah. Oh. How how for how many years did we ride him? Right. The he he could stick handle his way out of a good offensive possession better than any defenseman in the league. Right. Stick handle the puck at the blue line and oops, I put us offside. Right. Or I let that lane shut down. Right. We 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 criticized him, but he found something that year. Right. He found oh. something the year that we won. Yep. And, and, you know, I think, I think his expectation was, you know, I deserve it. And I, you know, I agree with that. Right. That's fine. I I think he's, he's the one guy in the history of this team other than, well, Brett Hole in the early nineties who, you know, lighting everything up that you just, you know, give him what he wants. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I agree with you. I, um, I don't. I had a. I had a point here and I lost it. Um, but uh, oh yeah, he. So his Norris caliber level play when he was here was about a year and a half, right? He was be, mm-hmm. and before the like the first half of the Cup season and the season before that, he was good. He'd have he'd have stretches of really good play, but like you said, he would 
he would make stupid mistakes, uh, dumb mistakes at the blue line. Um, and he was, and he always fell short of that Norris caliber guy that he was supposed to probably be. And that was frustrating. We complained about him a lot on this show in the years prior to the cup, um, about how he just wasn't consistent enough. Uh, wasn't that elite level guy. Um, but then he got there. But then he got right. there. He got there the second half of the cup season. He was amazing. And then next season, he was fantastic the entire next season. And then he left um, and got a, got a big contract, a great contract from Vegas. Yeah. But, you know, I think, you know, if we're, we're going to talk about his, you know, the, the career of Petrangelo as a blue, that year that we got knocked out by the Kings, got swept by the Kings. He was knocked out in, I think it was the first game, first or second game, and he was controlling play at that point in his career. And that was that was a, a big setback for him and the progression of his career. And, you know, he was he was the number four overall pick in that draft. Samkos was first, Doughty was second, and that that's where Doughty took the narrative as the best defenseman in that draft. Uh-huh. Up to then, it was kind of a toss-up between him and Petrangelo. And then it took took a few years for Petrangelo to get back on track. And that, that was a, a tough injury to overcome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously that psychologically the blues, you know, it took them what's it was, that was what was that? 2012, 2012, 2013, <sighs> six or seven years and to overcome it and win the cup. But I don't know. Yeah. No. And, and hindsight being 2020. Yeah. Obviously we should have signed. There's a lot. I mean, you can go back and say we should have done a number of things. Um, not prop. I mean, I would say probably not sign Letty, even though it would have gone against what the team needed at the time. You know, you go back. I'm like, Letty hasn't been the difference maker. Not. I mean, I don't think we expected him to be a difference maker, but we expected him to be, you know, consistent. Right. Well, um, I, I think I think we expected him to to be the guy that settled Pareko down. And and that didn't happen, right? Yeah. That we we were hoping that he would be, you know, the 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 Pareko whisperer that Scandella was after the trade. And at first, I, again, there there seemed to be some decent chemistry, but I don't, I I, I don't know, I, I I'm so far down on Pareko at this point. I I just I think his his uh, his hockey IQ is seriously regressed. If there's been one guy that's regressed, it's him. And again, I, and we talk about what we talked about last week. Um, I'm, I'm going to say that I'm going to say it's probably more likely that he's, he's hurt ever since that yeah. back injury. He's yeah. there's something still going on there. I'm just, I'm not, I have no inside info. I'm just, it's just, I'm trying to, you know, be logical, I guess. Um, you know, it's it's your 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 hockey IQ is one of those things where it's like, well, you just don't lose it. I mean, you wouldn't you'd hope not. Um, obviously, your the the way you play depends on who you're paired with. You you need to play well with your partner. Um, well, it's the way you play should depend on how your partner plays. And Pareko doesn't. I I think one of my criticisms this year is that he doesn't really have chemistry with anybody he's going to do what he's going to do even when it's not the right thing to do and his defensive partner has a better read of the play yeah i mean 
my my gripe with him and you know injuries aside if he's hurt that's i mean i you know, he's not they're not saying but you know if you're going to be a top tier defenseman you're the guy that needs to make the guy that you're paired with better you know you shouldn't need somebody else to make you better if you're supposed to be the number one guy that's your job you know you're you're the McKinnis to your partner's jackman right you make them better not the other way around you know if you if you if you need somebody to make you play better then you're not th- as good a player as you're you know touted to be so i mean you, you you i think you have to you know elevate someone else's play good great players do that they elevate players around them um, right and he's not doing that no no he's he's kind of tends to have the opposite effect he just, you know, that that lack of lack of chemistry. I don't know. I I, I would like to to believe, you know, that it it is injury related. The problem is, I it's the between the ears thing that has I think not come around. Um, you know, you know, why I think that is with him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess why I think that is. It's because of how he plays. The I think he, the, his style of play, you know, not aggressive, not physical. You know, he doesn't get angry on the ice. Um, you never see him like even barking anybody. You know, um, I think that that style makes it appear like he doesn't care or or is a soft player, which I think people can kind of say well soft player you know he's kind of in one ear out the other doesn't really uh understand the game is high hockey iq is not that great uh i think a lot i think a lot of that's kind of like wrapped into one you know if you don't play physical and people are already frustrated by the fact that you're not playing the way they think you should be playing then you know it's easy to gripe about other things like whether or not his hockey IQ is what it should be, which, you know, and I agree with you. It does, it does seem like he makes stupid mistakes out there. So like, uh, well, then we've, he's always had this problem. Delay game, right? Mm-hmm. That's him. That's him. Right. Right. So the thoughtless delay of game puck over the glass penalty. He does it all the time. Uh, yeah. Uh, prospects. We got some, we have some good prospects, uh, but no elite first liners in the pipeline. So, Getting some extra draft picks in a deep draft uh, by possibly trading some folks uh, can help deepen the Blues prospect pool some. Uh, we got Jimmy Snuggerud, who's playing in college, had a great World Juniors tournament. Uh, he's probably a couple years away, two or three years away. Uh, Zachary Bolduc, he's playing in the uh, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Uh, can't play in the AHL next year due to uh, his age, so it's either juniors or the NHL. It's kind of a uh, Robert Thomas situation uh, again with him. Um, are are you ready to come around that Zachary Bolduc will play in the NHL one day? I, what what was the agreement? I said that uh, yeah, it was a, a maximum number of games, right? Yeah, it's like forty some odd games. I think I yeah. said something like that. Yep, I think that's what you said. <laughs> forty two or forty six. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go back on it. I I'm, I hope any I hope he's an all star, but uh, you know, I, I'll stay I'll stand by it until he proves me wrong. Yeah, <laughs> his name is not conducive to somebody who is going to pan out in the NHL. It's the dumbest. It's the dumbest uh, analysis ever. But you know, <laughs> uh, lazy jo- analysis. Ah, I I said it being stupid and uh, 
I just kind of, you know, it's just stuck with me. Uh, Joel Hofer, uh, he'll be up here next year back in Bennington. Um, but again, not an impact player. The Blues need to help fix things as they stand right now. So, um, <clears throat> so hopefully the moves that we make bring in a prospect or two, uh, some good draft picks, some high draft picks, hopefully, um, and we can kind of restock uh, our prospect pool. But we got, you know, it was a couple of good guys, uh, Snuggerud and Bulldog, but, you know, after that, eesh. So it'd be nice to get some guys down there that uh, you know some, with with some nice picks in a deep draft. Um, John Lattis says he is high on the Blues prospects. I'm I I like the ones we've talked about. I like those. I I just I don't think there's enough of them. You know. Um, All Star Weekend. So first, I want to say, and I said this before that I love the idea of the skills competition. I've always liked the skills competition every year. I'll have it on or record it to watch later. Generally, I like it because it's just fun. It's not who cares, but this year's skills competition, I hated, I hated it. Um, and, and it kind of, I it started last year. Um, the ESPN broadcast production of the skills competition was awful. I don't know how many of you guys watched it, um. On hey, okay. Well, neighbors is with the isn't he with the team right now? No, he's not. That's right. Neighbors is down, isn't he right now? But he's neighbors is, is going to be. Well, right now he is. Well, because we're on break. But right to but, get but, games. Yeah, but neighbors is don't not, go to Mexico, kid. Neighbors is not a prospect. Neighbors is is he's going to be with the team when we resume. I don't right. count him as a prospect. I count him as he's with the team now. Pretty. I'm. I'm. Pretty sure, he will be. Yeah. But so I don't know how many of you guys watched the All Stars, the skills competition. They had sound issues. It's terrible. I, yeah. The, 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 you couldn't hear the crowd, or the crowd was just really quiet. And it was a Florida crowd. So, you know, who knows? Maybe they're just quiet. And that made for a terrible experience when the crowd is just not into it at all. They're not barely clapping. Right. Something right. funny happens. They don't react at all. It's just right. like, ugh. The people that get the skills competition tickets are not the, you know, they're they're not going to be the the drunk, you know, unruly rowdy crowd, right? It's parents taking their kids to the game and you know got the corporate tickets for the game kind of people, right? It's it's not where you 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 want to try to, you know, to to you know have something that requires fan energy. And that that you know, I think right. it they kind of there, felt like that that's what ESPN was was expecting, and that yeah, didn't happen. There was no energy from that crowd, none. It was, yeah. I mean, and now if they were loud, their mics didn't pick up anything. So it was one or the other. It was terrible. Bouchergras and company, the the the, the uh, broadcasters, I thought they did a horrible job. Yeah, of explaining the different events. I mean, I don't need the events explain to me necessarily but they're doing new stuff this year um and they just this is a shit job you know you're watching it and they briefly explained it in the beginning uh with a bubble hockey guys which was weird but uh kind of cool but and then they just they just i don't know they, their commentary sucked it was just it was bad but i, I don't right. know what happened to butcher gross he's 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 not good play by play he's he's good for college play by play 
when the you know when ESPN's doing college games and the the majority of the you know he's he's a great college guy right he he knows yeah. he knows college hockey better than any any uh, sportscaster out there um, and he does a good job I think with with the college games but when it comes to the NHL game right it it's just there are so many probably better announcers. You know, and I love Bucci. I've always loved him. NHL tonight is, you know, is nostalgia. The fact that he's the guy that's been there, you know, never gave up on the sport when ESPN wouldn't even give it 30 seconds in in a sports center, you know, on sports center for years. You know, love him. But yeah, this this whole thing was so cringe, right? He, I think he, I think he's being overextended uh, yeah. as far as what he can and can't do, and ESPN hasn't doing stuff that he's not good at, yeah. and, and it's just it's with NHL, and right. I'm like it's just I, I I mean I didn't think his commentary was interesting at all in, in the in the in the All Star competition I, it's like he's getting older and he's still trying to be cool like a cool young guy. <laughs> and he's just like, oh. there's nothing more tragic than an aging hipster. Right. Right. Um, I, I didn't think PK Subban was good. Oh, I thought God. on the ice, he was cringy. Um, that, that whole, the, the Pasternak, uh, oh, Happy Gilmore thing. Oh. It was, it was a slow motion train wreck. Yes. Right. It there's just, no, it's like, like let's go move fuck. it along. Right. We all know, what you know the, the the story right we we know what this is and uh, yeah it was just it was so cringe and in full disclosure i watched probably about an hour worth of the the festivities while i was wrapping up work um i saw the the accuracy shooting because that one's always entertaining right and then the uh the golf thing and that 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 was about as much as I caught. And the 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 golf thing was interesting, but still like, you know, yeah. the the guys were very stiff. Right. It was Suzuki, Robertson, yeah. um, Clayton Keller, and uh who was who was the the fourth? Can't even remember who the fourth was. I don't remember. I was I was <laughs> I was trying to watch, you know, and I was just disinterested in so much of it um i didn't yeah matt harris says pk was so not fetch (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i i just thought the commentary i mean you don't realize how important uh commentary is until you get really bad commentary you know it's like when when they're when they're out there doing their their thing with the golf thing for example at the commentary was was I don't know. It it wasn't good. It wasn't insightful. It wasn't funny. It wasn't. It was just. I don't know. It, it was flat to me. I thought Pat Maroon. Oh, was... that. I I meant to bring that up. I thought having him there on the ice. Like I don't think he's got a future in broadcasting. No, has no one seen the Car Shield commercials? <laughs> he's not good. He's yeah. not good in front of a camera in front of a mic. Um. He might be good, you know, when they're doing the pregame skate and you call him over to ask him what, you know, what they got to do to beat the other team. But, you know, if he's like providing commentary, I mean, it, <laughs> he was, they go to, let's go to Pat Maroon. He's like, yeah, he skated fast. That's going to be a tough time to beat. 
<laughs> thanks. Thanks, was just, take, thanks uh, for that insight. Pat. Yeah, I don't know. It was just like they had they had players, former players and former players doing commentary and 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 uh, and broadcasting work, and it's like no, get get broadcasters to do that or hockey broadcasters or something. You know, they it would just be such a much better experience. Oh, I, I'm. I mean, I don't like. I, I don't. I hate ripping on the skills competition because I, 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 I generally like it. I like the idea. I, I just, I, you know, because I'm like, ah, it's all for fun. Who cares? But man, I'm just trying to watch. It's just so boring. Um, we'll talk some more All Star Weekend. Uh, plus, we happily discuss Jacob Truba's uh, monster hit on Nazem Kadri after this word from Sunrise Brewery. So don't nobody go nowhere. I'm gonna this go is Let's find Go that Blues video right now. <laughs> this is Let's Go Blues Radio. Do you like hockey? No, of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions, run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Centerize Brewery. That's right. Centerize Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Centerize Brewery. Let's go Blues. Um, did you catch the uh, surfboard dunk tank thing? I did. <laughs> I thought um, it, I thought this one kind of just flopped because the players weren't good at it. You know, I mean, a couple players got to dunk somebody, but uh, I don't know. I was. I, I, it's, it's almost like this is. You know, there, some of these events they're turning into a circus. Yeah. It's like you know, I don't, I don't mind you know being creative with an event, but oh my god, you know, I, I, this was like all over the place on the beach, um, you know, knocking down surfboards and then shooting at a dunk tank. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, and and I only caught the very end of it, and it was uh, Kale McCarr and um, uh, Rantanen. And it, it's like why 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 is Ranton in there? I thought he was I thought it was Adam Fox that true or that uh um McCarr uh, sent into the tank. But yeah. then when they cut to the interview, it was Ranton and I'm like, this I I don't I'm not following. And that's the they didn't they didn't really explain, you know, the whole it was weird. Yeah, I, I agree. And again, this is the whole prep thing with with telling people what's going on. They did yeah. a poor job of that, I think. Yeah. Um, the creative dress up breakaway thing. Did that was yeah. that was? I I saw the picture of Mitch Marner dressed as you know, I, okay. as Sonny Crockett. Right. So I mean, that's fine. You know, come right. in dressed up like that. Okay, whatever. Uh, I'm not a big fan of this event because it kind of gets stupid. Um, but, uh, he's on the beach, he's on the phone. They call him into the rink, I guess. And then he comes in. I'm not sure what that even was supposed to do. And he comes in and then he comes in on Luongo and he just flips a shot and that Luongo made the save on. And then I'm like, what the hell was that? Yeah. It was a, it was a little flip shot. It wasn't even, I'm like, what, what was that? And then they they're laughing about it. And the broadcasters had no clue. They were, yeah. and I'm thinking Luongo made the save when he wasn't supposed to. 
or something like because true like uh, uh marner was like what it, what it was like what'd you do i don't know the broadcast was completely lost i was lost i don't know what's going on so that was weird um you know accuracy shooting fastest skater i i loved you know keep it simple have the fastest skater accuracy shot goaltender save streak was kind of cool i like that uh the shootout competition that obstacle course thing that they did for shooting and passing uh Petrangelo did it uh when it was in St. Louis. Mm. Um that was that was cool. You know, that was a skills thing. Um I you know, and I don't want to sound like an old man here, but you know, get rid of this the costumes. Get off your lawn. Yeah, and the goofiness, right? The costumes and the goofiness. I'm just like, really? It I don't know. It it it's like um they overcomplicate the events. Yeah. Um and they and they're falling flat, you know, kind of like the uh, the cards in Vegas. They shot those those big cards, like to play <laughs> was it to play twenty one, and right, and they they didn't they don't they don't think things through. Like they met they 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 ran into a problem because uh, what was it? They ran into a problem because uh, they ran uh, out of cards, right? They ran they out of cards. Randomly yeah. threw people out of the game. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, that's yeah. Stuff's weird. Um, the actual All Star Game jerseys. <coughs> What'd you think on the ice? Didn't watch a single second of it. But you saw the jerseys. The jerseys. Oh, I, yeah. I love yeah. the jerseys. Right. I love the I love the throwback feel. Like you know that that was one of out of all the retro ideas the NHL's had. Those hit. Yeah, I, I kind of dig the. Uh, I kind of dig the colors too. Yeah, I I loved all of like you know I. My my Instagram page is uh, half puppies and half goalie porn, and all of the reveals for the the goalies, like how often do goalies actually get an all star get up? Like four of them had it this year, right? At least four. I again, I didn't watch the game, so I didn't, I didn't see who it, you know what was out out on the ice. But man, Hellebuck's get up oh, that was sweet. I mean, embrace that, you know, the, the, the classic Miami colors, right? Mm-hmm. It's just the, the teal and the, the pink. It's just, it, it worked so well. I'll, I'll say this. Uh, and I agree with uh, Matt Harris and uh, winning limited uh, having a chat in the in, uh, conversation in the chat. And I agree with this aspect of it. Um, they weren't different enough to play against each other. I liked the jerseys on their own, but when you put them on the ice together, too much white. Both teams had a bunch of white in their jerseys. You know, one had black shoulders, right, and one didn't. But it's like, so I, that that bugged me because there there were there were too there was too much white going on. Um, and I think uh, one of the players made a mistake and passed to the other team. The other team. Um, they, and they they you know someone speculated that it was because the jerseys were too uh, similar. But I don't know. Um, I like the colors. I thought they were, I thought they were, they were different. They were cool. Um, might even buy one actually. Yeah. That this out of, out of all the years um, since uh, in Honda brought this up last time, um, the last time I was really geeked about an all-star Jersey was Minnesota. Uh, that was, uh, that was the year they introduced their thirds and the, the all-star jerseys kind of mimicked that. And yeah, those, those were beautiful, but yeah. It's a couple of years ago we had those motocross behemoths. Oh, God, those are terrible. This this yes. hit perfectly. 
so uh, well. <clears throat> Matt Harris said apparently someone online was doing the jerseys for 30 bucks Canadian. Is that a Chinese site? <laughs> if, that's a, if that's a legit jersey, uh, Matt, uh, shoot us that link. Um, yeah, and, Kurt and just asked you to slide into his DMs. Yeah, I, I did. Uh, the actual All-Star game, uh, the Central beat the Pacific uh, 6-4 to to advance the final. Tarasenko led the Central in points in the first round with uh, one goal, three assists. And uh, the Atlantic beat the Central in the final, 7-5. to And Tarasenko was shut out in the final with zero points. And the Kachuk brothers were yes, they were tore the up. stars. Yeah, they tore it up, and they got robbed in the um, the dress up uh, shot thing and the skills. Um, I thought the end of it was stupid, but they put forth a lot of effort in there, and they one judge gave them a two. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, rapid fire tidbits from oh, I'm sorry. Next up for the Blues. Um, we play Arizona on Saturday, finally, uh, after what, 12 days off. Um, February 11th, the 7 p.m. in St. Louis. Then Tuesday versus Florida in St. Louis. And the trade deadline is on March 3rd. So we got uh, less than a month until the trade deadline. What day, what day of the week is that? Um, that is a Friday, I think. Uh, March 3rd? Is it March 3rd? It is March 3rd. It is a Friday, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh um yeah it's it's a, a kind of a hell day for me at work. So I'm, I I knew what day of the week it was. So. Uh, rapid fire tidbits from around the NHL. Uh, we got one here. The Rangers. Jacob Truba lays out Flames. Nazem Kadri with a massive hit. <laughs> Did you see this, Bill? Yeah, I while we were on that break, I've I finally okay. got to watch it. All right. Wow. Yeah. One of and, the best hits you'll ever see. Yeah, and and it was it was a clean hit. Oh, right? clean as can be. Kadri Kadri tried to cut back to the middle, and Truba just read him, read read the the head fake, and just plastered him. It was like a Scott Stevens hit, but his elbow was down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was shoulder to chest, and it mm-hmm. knocked his helmet off and everything. But oh. Ka- I mean, Kadri's always always been known to wear the the chin strap loose. Yeah, so wasn't surprised to see the the helmet pop. Oh yeah, it was almost almost ten feet in the air. Probably eight eight foot. Um yeah, and so blues fans uh around the world were heard screaming, Yes. Yeah. Kadri got laid out. And yeah. then Flames forward uh Dylan Dubé uh instantly fights Truba and Truba beats his ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, that's uh yeah, that, that could be the defining moment of Jacob Truba's captaincy for the Rangers. Yeah, and the Rangers won that game in overtime. Yeah. So a hell of a game for the Rangers. That was right. a fun one. On home ice. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Um, any other guys got some uh, comments in the YouTube chat? Let's see. Um, let's see. Yeah, yeah. Ben 301. Was Ben H301? Yeah. Have we had one before? He's been around before. Okay. I want to say I, I wasn't sure. Trade deadline on Friday is sweet. Yes, it is. I'm a work from home guy on uh, Fridays. So I can, have a t- I can have a TV on in the background. And Same. Have, uh, I, up until Toronto. yeah, up until last year, I was I always took trade deadline off. And it was usually a Monday. So, um, yeah, that's now with the work from home setup and it being on a Friday, that's going to be that's going to be a beautiful day. Uh, man, I long for the day before the salary cap um, with the trade deadline. 
yeah that yeah those were fun right with with their you know bringing in you know some former nhler that they call they're like well this isn't going so well and they call somebody up can you get it here and tell us some stories right <laughs> that's that that feels like the the trade deadline last year was a little bit active but uh yeah. Years before that, it's been so damn boring. Yeah, I know. And that's and that's kind of the fact that it's hard to make significant trades. Right. Uh, in the cap era. In the cap era. Combine that with everything that we went over to start the show. You know, as far as like how hard it's going to be with only five teams having $5 million, you know, in cap space right now. Um, so they got to move salary out, you know, any trade. That's hard. Um, and two of those teams are in the central. So do you trade in the division? You know, it's like, jeez, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, Blues Nation is going to be pissed off if O'Reilly and Tarasenko are still both on this team. Um, what is it like? Five o'clock, four o'clock on uh, it's it's, day? Uh, it's I think it's five o'clock Eastern, Eastern. four o'clock Central. Yeah. So. Maybe it's three o'clock, three o'clock Eastern, two o'clock Central. It might be. I, I think know. you're right because I remember yeah. on days when I was at work and I, I was uh, wasn't close to going home when the deadline was over. Right, and maybe that changed with the day changing this year. Uh, ben H says uh, in the YouTube chat, um, reported by Dave uh, Pagnata last summer, Jarosanko was willing to waive uh, no trade clause for the Rangers, the Islanders, or the Devils. Also says in the article that Doug has been receiving lots of calls on both O'Reilly and Tarasenko, which that part's not surprising. No, um, it's, it's what's the return going to be. And, and Armstrong's not going to get fleeced in a trade. No. And you can't just give him away for anything either because right. that's, that's gonna, you know, then, then if you try to make a trade later or in the future, you know, then the people, other GMs are gonna be like, well, you traded so-and-so for this, you know, right. you're, you're devaluing, your existing players if you give away players for way less than market value so i i can see him unless he gets what he wants he i can see him not trading uh tarasenko and uh, riley which don't be surprised if if neither one get moved i mean great i you, I, you started off the show with that i mean it, i mean I, I would i would think armstrong's gonna do everything he can to move what he can but don't be surprised if some guys don't get moved that the uh, fans want moved. Yeah. Or, or not or not even want moved, but expect to move. Right. That's, that's, that's the problem. The, the trade deadline is usually a bigger letdown than it is. Oh yeah. Right? But, but then, you know, if you get what you're asking at this point, go back to what we talked about, you know, you're saying goodbye to the guy that this fan base was the most excited about since Brett Hull. Yeah. Yep. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? That was for our mountain audience. Right. That's it's mountain time. <laughs> A few minutes late mountain time. So that would be for Dr. Nighthawk if she ever watches us anymore. Right. Yeah, she does. I mean, she does from time to time. I haven't seen her in a while, though. Yeah. I think that's about it. I'm looking through the uh, chat here, and uh, I think we covered most of the stuff. Um Anything else, Bill? We're going to shut her down. What other option do we have, Earl? None. Uh, 
Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by IDLife, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Mark Burgoyne from Real Brokerage Realty. Visit strikewithmike.com today for all of your home buying and selling needs. That's strikewithmike.com. And by Centerized Brewery. St. Louis's tasty hockey-themed beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Centerized Brewery Beer. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode 20 of season 11 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks for those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For the MIA, Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. <laughs> St. Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.